The Local Youth Worker is a podcast brought to you by Reformed Youth Ministries. Since 1972, RYM has sought to reach and equip youth for Christ. And this podcast seeks to reach and equip those parents and youth workers who share that same desire. For more information on our student conferences, youth leader training, or resources, visit rym.org. Hey everyone, welcome to The Local Youth Worker, a podcast brought to you by Reformed Youth Ministries. I'm your host, John Parrott. Uh, today, this is really exciting. We have the entire RYM staff on the podcast. Hey everybody, how's it going? Hey John. Hey. Great, man. It's good to see y'all. Um, this is actually the first time we've actually seen each other since the conference season has ended. All of us together. I mean, we're still on Zoom, so we're not together um, but it's good to see faces. Um, so look, let's, uh, <laughs> and Brent has a pretty funny hat on. I wish everyone listening could see his hat and the way he's wearing it. Um, but let's do quick introductions, just name where you live and then your title. Um, I'm just kind of going from the left. Brent, let's start with you. Hey, everybody. Brent Corbin. I live in Baton Rouge, Louisiana with my wife and four daughters, and I'm the executive director of RYM. All right, Margaret. Hey, everybody. I'm Margaret Shelton. I live in Augusta, Georgia, and I'm the director of business operations. Okay, Joe Deegan. I'm Joe Deegan. I live in Houston, Texas. I am worship resource coordinator. And then last but not least, Michael. Hey, Michael Hall, director of training. Uh live here in Charlottesville, Virginia with my wife and three kiddos. Good to be here. Yeah, good good to have everybody on. Um, I know right before we were talking about just uh, Brent's long uh, podcasting career, and uh, this is actually his third time on. Um, Joe and Michael, I don't know how many times you guys have been on because I think y'all been on a good bit. Do y'all do y'all know? I don't know. <laughs> okay, Michael, Big, do you know? Yeah, I don't. Not many. You know the 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 success of this podcast is probably best if there's a large you know. A, a, a large space between the amount of times I'm on and the amount- <laughs> so not so not true, so not true. Joe, were you going to give a guess? No, because I've I've been on some of the parenting podcasts you did too, and those That's are true. all blending together in my mind, so I can't remember. Uh, yeah. The uh, the the parent fails. I remember I listened to those. <laughs> <laughs> and then Margaret, you've been on once or twice. Is that right? Just once. This will okay. be the second. All right, second time. Um, well, hey, it's it's good to see everybody. Uh, for our, our listeners, we thought we would give a little bit of a summer recap, um, just us reflecting on the summer. Uh, we, we've got some questions uh, that we're going to ask, but at the same time, we, we might go in a totally different direction. Uh, so we kind of have no idea where this is going to go. Um, but we hope it, it's fun for you as listeners just to kind of get to, to hear from all the staff, get to hear some of the behind the scenes and um, just all that goes on with with our summer conferences. Um, we'll take a break in just a minute and also give kind of a preview for what we're going to have next week on the Local Youth Worker. But before we do that, uh, I thought we could talk about electives uh, to begin. Um, I think one of the things we hear a lot about from our conferences is uh, electives being one of the the best parts of of the conferences and how the Lord uses the various gifts of youth workers to to resonate with students, those who have never been to our conferences. The day kind of begins, I mean, after breakfast and devotional time. Um, 
uh, students get to pick two electives. Um, and so all of you, I know you're not going to be able to do this off the top of your head, but if you could pick, if you could have attended an elective this summer, what kind of comes to the top? And let's just go ahead and exclude Joe because he's part of the staff and people might say we're biased to Joe because, uh, you know, we'd all want to go here and teach. Um, but And Michael's. Uh, Michael taught oh, on music. Oh, yeah, you did. I'm sorry. I forgot that. Uh, let's edit not this. A, it's not a problem, John. <laughs> not I a did problem. Forget. I forgot. <laughs> Tons I of confidence I, waiting in the wings. So I, 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 well, I didn't go to Maryland, but I forgot you did it at middle school, right? And high school, yeah. too? Yeah. Okay. It, it's okay. It truly is because you were there for the kind of the beginning, you know, at staff retreat when we were kind of trying to fill that last spot. And I said, I'll do it. And we came up with a pretty quick idea. So your, your expectations were appropriately uh, set low. Well, Michael's being gracious to try to help me recover there. Um, but that's my bad. So Joe and Michael, we can't pick them. Uh, Brent and Margaret, did y'all teach one? I cannot remember now. And I don't trust my memory. <laughs> um, okay. So who wants to go first? Thinking of an elective um, out there that you heard about, that sounded interesting. Uh, who wants to jump in? and answer an elective that you would have attended? I picked my head in several uh, for the weeks that I wasn't teaching. And I'm terrible at remembering the titles of the electives. I'm even terrible at remembering the topics. Um, <laughs> but I do remember the teachers. And uh, I remember peeking my head into Chandler McLemel's, uh electives a couple times in Florida. And even just like the couple minutes I was in there really enjoying and getting a lot out of those. And um, also uh, peeking my head into Kurt Cooper's a few times and laughing every time I peeked my head in. <laughs> yeah, no surprises there. Yeah, I can. I was sitting at the book table for most of the time and saw, uh, got to kind of Listen to Chandler somewhat, um, but yeah, wish I could have given more attention to that because yeah, he, he seemed to just be doing a, a great job. Uh, who else wants to jump in? I'll go ahead and jump in. Um, I got to watch a little bit. I didn't get to listen because it was through a glass door, um, but I heard a lot of really great things from Thomas Fitch's elective. Um, he did one on In My Feelings, the Songs of the Bible. And I just heard that it was very practical. Um, my sisters both went to it and they they just walked out of it saying that they loved how it kind of was a workshop, but that they were they were learning um, how David processed a lot of the Psalms. So that was cool to hear. Would have been cool to attend that class. But yeah. Yeah. Brent, Michael, do y'all do y'all have one? I've got a ton. Um uh literally, you know, just you know. Peek behind the curtain recently been reading through. Yes, we do read all the evaluations. And um, I most recently was looking through the high school Florida one conference stuff. And that's uh, a conference where I did not attend, but I was super excited about the elective slate. Um, and uh, it sounds to me like um, Morgan's class on kind of biblical identity amidst our cultural moment, Amanda's class on kind of forgiveness and confrontation and that kind of stuff. Shannon's class on friendships uh, uh, David's class on, you know, wrestling with unbelief, all those guys, the, just a you know, and I've listened to a little bit of the recordings, but those are some that I really would love to have been to. And then also Chandler's class, uh, on what's shaping us and Austin Lennox's class 
sounds like uh, it was a real hit as well but belonging in an age of self-belonging who we belong to and uh numerous people said austin wasn't scared to 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 say some hard things which is awesome and i think mm -hmm. students really appreciate that when our teachers are willing to be be bold be strong with the content so like i said i have lots more but i'll stop right there <laughs> yeah yeah there, there's a lot to pick from it's hard brent what about you yeah i um i had this summer was new for me in the whole conference uh, arena so um i didn't get to sit in a lot of uh seminars though i wanted to i was kind of broad brushing everything getting around trying to see how lots of different things were happening um i i noticed that lynn grosso was in at the beginning of summer i noticed that we invited her to speak at several different conferences and i figured that was for a reason uh that she typically does well or people enjoy her and uh, i know that y'all are friends with her and um she has a great relationship with the rym so i wanted to go to hers and just kind of hear what all the uh hype was about um, I, I kind of walked past a couple times in Colorado as she was doing an elective on just kind of not not teaching people how to have conversations, but more so stressing the importance of face to face interactions and conversations. And she, I saw her uh, working with the students and kind of doing several different uh, uh, not examples, but having some interactions with them and um, kind of getting them involved in her seminar in a way that was really cool. So I, I love seeing just different sorts of teaching environments. And I think anytime, particularly with young people, you can get them actively involved that starts firing all kinds of learning opportunities. So I uh, really appreciate Lynn coming, coming to be with us a lot and wish I could have listened to her more. Yeah. And, and that was the one I was probably going to pick. Um, yes. Okay. Bias because she's, my friend, and she's also uh, co-host on this podcast a lot of times, um, but my own daughter got to go as well as just other students. And so to hear student testimony of um, how good of a teacher she was, um, yeah, and I just think such an interesting topic, you know, conversation, something we don't think a whole lot about, and to kind of think of uh, theological um, foundations of some of those conversations is just uh, really interesting. Um, so yeah, that, that would be one. And there's, there's many others. And again, those of you who may be elective teachers that are listening to this, um, please know, even if we didn't say your name one, I don't have any list in front of me. So I'm just going completely from memory. And as you already heard, I forgot Michael taught an elective. So, um, don't take that as a negative thing. I mean, elective speakers are a just massive blessing to what we do at RYM in the summers. And so, just a thank you um, for all you've done uh, in serving this past summer. Um, we, we really appreciate it. Uh, so look, we're, we're about to take a quick break. Um, just a reminder, next week we are returning to our um, regular format to kind of doing the variety show. Um, Brian Habig will be helping kick that off. Uh, we still haven't um, settled on the title for his segment, but it's going to be dealing with insecurities of ministry. Um, so he'll be talking about that. And then Paul David Tripp will be joining us. And so we're super pumped that he was willing to come on our podcast and uh, excited to get that interview to you. Uh, so that'll be uh, next week. To be sure to tune in. Uh, for now, we're going to take a little break. All right, everybody, we are back uh, with the RYM staff. Uh, we had some very important matters to discuss during break. Um, dealing with Disney Plus accounts and things like that. Um, sorry y'all missed out on that. It was very exciting. Um, look, I, I thought uh, maybe a place to begin um, as we're talking about summer conferences is, 
Y'all tell me if you've gotten this question. I think I get this every summer and then other times as well. Hey, John, what's your favorite conference to attend? Um, y'all just kind of, you can all say yes at the same time. Have y'all all gotten that question? Yeah, all the time. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. And so um, I guess, you know, I'd love for us to talk about some of the uniqueness of the the conferences uh, I did not get to go to all this summer. I know Brent and Joe got to go to all of them this summer, all six. And again, those, if you're just tuning in for the first time, we have six conferences. It starts in Colorado, high school conference. And then we have three in Florida. That's one middle school and two high school. Then we have one in Maryland. And then we have one in Texas. Um, so Brent and Joe got to go to all of those. Uh, and then the, the rest of us attended uh, a lot of those. But um I guess as we kind of talk about some of the uniqueness of the conferences, one, do any of you have a favorite conference? Are you able to answer that question or how do you answer that question? And then that can kind of maybe get us into some of the uniqueness of the conferences. Who wants to, to jump in on that? I'll jump in and say that all three weeks in Florida blend together kind of like one conference from a staff perspective. I know that for anyone attending, it probably feels, you know, very divided up especially people who come to middle school and then they'll come to high school Florida too, or something like those are two very distinct conferences. I think for us on the back end, it's just this long three week stretch and it's all kind of one big trip. But for me personally, I always kind of lean towards high school Florida too. I think because that's the very first one I ever went to, even when I was in college and I was chaperoning, that's the one that, my youth group used to go to when I was a youth minister. And so I just have lots of fond memories of that camp. It probably feels the most like RYM to me. Yeah, no, I would agree. Not necessarily. I still don't feel like I can answer what, what the, uh, my favorite one is. They all have uniquenesses to them and, um, yeah, it's hard to pick, but that is just, uh, the most intense, uh, in, in many ways. I mean, Colorado is intense just because of the altitude, and that seems to get us all. Um, but yeah, uh, other thoughts there. Uh, any Brent, Margaret, Michael favorite conferences? How do you answer that question when somebody comes up to you? I may, I may come out of left field here with this one. Um, and maybe not. I hope not. I don't know. Um, I, I and, and the family came with me to five out of the six of them this year. But um, I really enjoyed Maryland. Um, I, partly because I had I'd never been to that part of the country. Um, I maybe have done like a flyby through DC or New York or something on the way to somewhere else, but um, I'd never been to Chesapeake Bay and, you know, everybody there, I think the locals were like, you know, it's so hot, but when you live in Louisiana and grew up in Oklahoma, like Maryland at the end of July, it's not bad. <laughs> and um, it was, it was beautiful. It was a really, that's a cool um, facility there at North Bay and the team at North Bay was really great. And, helpful. And it's a, you know, it's a different kind of conference. I think one of the things that I recognized while there, and even in talking to some of the youth leaders and stuff is um, while it's a smaller conference of uh, this year, about 250 people, maybe 300, um, you know, in, in that part of the country, um, churches tend to not be as big, therefore youth groups aren't as big, you know, this is a broad brush, but uh, so for a lot of the youth who are there, this is, this is a really big conference, 300 people. Whereas maybe if you're, you know, more so in the South, or that's where you live, um, you know, you're used to church things just being hugely scaled up and 
So um, I just thought that provided some really cool dynamics and um, its own kind of energy for 250 or 300 people that, you know, is, is just different than one of the bigger conferences. But I love everything about it up there. Yeah, it's nice. And would you all agree that it might be the most, you know, chill conference, if we want to say it that way, maybe the most relaxing? For sure. With yeah. the best desserts as well. <laughs> yes. I have to throw that out there. It's that good, ice cream yeah. pie, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. And it's not just, even fair. Go ahead and say peek behind the scenes. Joe and I did sneak <laughs> to the to the kitchen last year um, to get some extra serving. So maybe no one from the conference is listening to this. Yeah. Uh, did y'all do that this year? We tried. They had it locked. Oh, <laughs> so maybe they <laughs> caught us on video a couple of years ago. Who knows? <laughs> oh man, uh, good good stuff though. Uh, Margaret, Michael, any thoughts on kind of favorite conference? How you answer? Margaret, you go first. Okay, I think I, I can go. I think Florida, what Joe was saying, it's a long stretch and we're there doing three weeks in a row. I think it starts to feel like home when we're there. Uh, the interns have all kind of gotten to know each other. They know what they're doing. Um, I don't know. It's it, it feels like home. I've always described it um, as heaven on earth. I think we have the conferences, we have the weekend to rest, and then we get up and do it again. And I think it, it it's just a really special place. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, like you said, it just feels like home because we're there for so long. Um, so yeah, that definitely resonates. Michael. Totally. Yeah. I don't, I don't like the question when people ask, cause I'm always just like, you know, don't make me answer this question. Um, so I, I think the best way I answer the question is there are, there are things I like the most about each conference, which is sort of a cop out. Um, that's, a, that's a good answer. I like that. You know, I, I went as a youth pastor to Colorado, high school, Colorado and high school, Florida and high school, Maryland uh, or mid-Atlantic, I guess is what we call it. Um, I never went to a middle school conference until I was on staff with our Uh I love middle school ministry, period. I think the middle school conference is just awesome because it's loaded up with middle schoolers. Um, I know leaders. What that also means is is uh, <laughs> exhaustion and some chaos and and dealing with younger kids. But there's just something sweet about that for me that I always look forward to the middle school conference the most. Um, more about just the time with the kids and seeing them be middle schoolers in a very free space and seeing leaders love them well. Um, and, and it's such a different space than home and school where everybody's asking something from you and even watching them with their insecurities and their fears and just kind of as the week progresses, just watching, you know, 800 kids or, you know, there's just something about that that just gets me really encouraged and hopeful and uh, kind of ignites my ministry um, engine a little bit. That kind of, I was always drawn to middle schoolers for years and years of ministry. So I'll just give a shout out to middle school, Florida. Um, affirm what Brent said that the Maryland conference is really cool and unique. Um, it's, and the, the word that you may have been thinking about, but didn't say it's, it's probably one of the more intimate conferences in terms of uh, all the groups together um, just because of the way it's set up and the layout. Um, and I think that it also is unique and that it probably has probably a close second to Colorado, the most geographic diversity, uh, geographical, geographic hide. Anyway, uh, a lot of people from all over the place, um, you know, over the years, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, Carolinas, people come from all over. So uh, anyway, I, I love those. And Colorado, I just like opening the door and walking out and staring mm. at the at the mm. mountains. Um, Amen to that. It's a, it's a unique spot for sure. Anyway, yeah. I'll stop at that. I think I every out. conference is unique, which is what makes the summer so fun. It's that each one give, does give you something different, which is kind of what Michael was hitting on. Yeah, 
I mean, they just have a unique feel to them. Um, so yeah, it's yeah. And jumping back to the middle school comment, um, I mean, a couple of weeks ago we had Tree on the podcast, and he, he gave a lot of press to to Texas. And there is something so fun about that conference, and, and I think obviously a major aspect of it is um, you're you're dealing with with middle schoolers there, and it's just it's a it's such a fun conference. Um, so yeah, we could go on and on, and I know we'll continue to kind of dip back into the different conferences. Um, I was going to ask favorite conference meal. Um, so I'm already throwing that out there for y'all to kind of think about and just kind of try to come up with something. And we can just kind of maybe go quickly as you think about all of the conferences. Um, what is your favorite conference meal that kind of comes to, to mind? Uh, who wants to jump in on favorite conference meal? Margaret, go for it. I can. I think it's hands down orange chicken at Middle School Texas. It's yeah, just yeah. so good. Salad. Uh, chicken spring rolls i knew she was going to say that and i was going to say the same thing so yeah yeah i was trying to not think of that because i think yeah. that is my favorite as well um for some reason the lasagna at laguna came was, <laughs> came to my mind as well i was, <laughs> was going to say that, that's a, that's a sleeper. of cheese <laughs> yeah i really like the lasagna there is some rough memory associated with that considering like the whatever bug was going around a couple of years ago when oh, people started getting sick on that first night but <laughs> uh who knows if <laughs> that was the lasagna or not but i still think the lasagna is a sleeper for one of the best meals i love it yeah and i like how mine's a, little... a sleeper as one of the best yeah, yeah that's yeah. good Brent. I, I mean I, mine's a little bit of a side door answer but it uh at middle school texas my favorite moment i think of all summer was the dance party at middle school texas but when they just brought out boxes of Skittles and Hershey bars and Twix and whatever else we had back. I mean, 800 of these things. And we just spread <laughs> them out on a table. It's not even a real meal, but you couldn't tell the students that. Like they just uh, flooded back there. And it was this epic moment of like, this is like youth ministry in a bubble oh, yeah. right here. We just had this like great sermon worship. And now we're doing a dance party and eating candy at 1030 all things have been made new like <laughs> yeah, it was perfect began for some of them they were like i didn't even get to write home and say mom see you later but i am in heaven now no i <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we lost a few kids in the stampede for the candy but it was awesome i mean it was still a great <laughs> yeah, right. a great worth time. it um yeah now that that is a beautiful picture seriously um michael i see you kind of looking around trying to think do you have any idea yeah this conference mail it's a uh, there are lots of good ones. Um, I think the one that I probably anticipate the most um, usually are most of the Laguna breakfasts. Um, I'm a heavy breakfast. I love bacon, eggs, grits, that kind of stuff. And uh, and living out of the South. Sorry, Virginia people. You're historically Southern, but come on. Um, uh, anyway, uh, we just lost that audience, by the yeah, way. Oh, <laughs> canceled. Uh, but no, I just uh, the the. They do a great job for mass produced, you know, bacon and eggs and toast and that kind of stuff. I mean, one of my favorite ways to say a good a, a good slice of bacon is one strong enough to dip into your grits and as like a spoon. Uh, and that happened a lot. So uh, hmm. without much fanfare, the, the Laguna breakfasts are something that that's probably the only Laguna meal that I like try to go to um, every time that I don't want to miss. Uh, yeah. And also there's yep. not near as much of a line at breakfast too. So that's <laughs> no, I'm with you. And um, conference eggs can be hit or miss because we, we took our students to 
another conference on a weekend conference. This wasn't an ROIM conference, and this conference will remain nameless. But they fall into the category of something I call FEGS, which are just powder eggs that they just add water, and they mix it, and they put it out. And it's just fake eggs. They're, they're not eggs. And so Laguna definitely has legit eggs. Um, well, look, we could go on and on about the, the food as well. Um, a vital aspect of our conferences are the interns. Um, so I want y'all to pick your favorite and then your least favorite intern. Everybody, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, let's go around and talk about all of them individually. Now, we don't have time, obviously, to do all of that. But Margaret and Joe did a ton of work uh, with the interns. And so I don't know where you want to start. I mean, they're incredible. Um, the summer could not happen without them. Um, Margaret, Joe, pick up the baton from there and just uh, who wants to who wants to talk? They really are. It, it was an incredible group this year. And I think that one of the things we've noticed is that the interns end up being the hands and feet of what we do in a lot of ways. Because so many of the activities and the programs and the games and just all the little things that happen in between, uh, that that's coming through the interns. And this group just did it with so much joy and uh, I think love for RYM, but I, more importantly, love for each other. And I think that love for each other just really showed and demonstrated the gospel to uh, everyone around them. I think that was a beautiful thing to see. Margaret, you want to jump in on that too? Yes, I also was going to say I just loved getting to see um, each intern every morning before or after breakfast before we would set up for electives. We would have kind of just a staff time. Joe and I um, would gather with all the with all the interns and one intern would lead a Devo. And it was really cool to sit back and watch them um, just kind of share their heart and share some scripture. And it was always just a really cool way to start the day. Um, but each intern brought something different. Um, and I don't know, it was cool to watch that, um, bring their community closer together and just watch watch them grow through the summer. Um, mm -hmm. And now they're continuing to grow and their friendships are growing more and more. They're getting ready to all visit each other this weekend or some of mm -hmm. them are. So that's been that's been fun to watch. Yeah. And yeah. I think another thing to piggyback on that, what Margaret just said of how they really gain real lifelong friends. I know that some interns have gotten married over the past couple of years and have had interns from the RYM uh, summer come be in their weddings or come to the weddings. And like, th these are not just temporary friendships. These are lifelong bonds that, that get formed with this internship. And it's really fun to watch that. Yeah, they're, they're, again, I'll just keep saying, yeah, incredible. Um, Brent and Michael, I, I'd love for y'all to chime in as we yeah reflect on the interns as well. Yeah, something I, yeah sorry, I interrupted you there. Uh, no, you're good. Something I love about the interns is, is, is another thing that we've, that RYM's done over the past few years, and we're really starting to see it take a really sweet shape is, you know, the interns began years ago of, hey, we need help pulling this off. So we had some guys come in and guys and girls come in and help out with that. And we're really starting to craft something that will all, they will always be a key part of us accomplishing the mission of our conferences. But, but what Joe and Margaret helped facilitate this year after the staff kind of began to lean into this vision more, but is to, is to truly play out a summer intern program where, yeah, they give to the mission of RYM, but RYM and leaders and themselves gave to one another. 
So they, they really did grow. You can see the growth individually, both in terms of their relationships, but also, you know, they were formed by the gospel over the course of the summer um, through a variety of trials that some had to do with RYM, some didn't. Um, you know, the, it's a special experience in the life of a college student uh, to come and serve, to pour themselves out, to exhaust themselves towards a common mission. Uh, but it's really sweet to see the Lord work in each of their lives through some of the spiritual formation aspects that were going on, um, both during the days of the conferences, but also over some of those weekends and travel. So that that aspect of lifelong friendships, I just think it's also just really sweet to see the what we're hopeful for is kind of the lifelong fruit of the Spirit growing them more and more into the image of Jesus. Um, so that's something that I love. Just wanted to celebrate and say that each any of the interns you hear this, hey, we saw it. We're excited about what God's doing. We're cheering you guys on as He keeps the work up. And the last thing was, you know, it's 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 both this beautiful thing and hard thing. So many of the interns get a chance to interact with students at the conferences, um, uh, but because there are sometimes over a thousand students at a conference, you know, some students don't. Um, and you and there's that rub of like. What was so clear with this group of interns is there really was there was a very student driven energy um, for the most part. I mean, obviously, not there's there's obviously, you know, holes here and there for various things. Um, and I think if, if you're a youth leader out there and you're hearing us talk about the interns and maybe you guys didn't interact with them much, um, our heartbeat is for that to happen. And that's what their desire is. And if we could hire 30 just for the sole purpose of hanging out with your kids and loving on them, uh, we would. But uh, I just loved seeing this year in particular, not that other years weren't. But it just seemed like a, a real sense across the board that that they showed up uh, really eager to help students have an awesome experience, to engage the word, to have fun, to feel safe, to feel led and known, um, and to help leaders accomplish that same purpose at the conferences. Yeah, well said, for sure, Brent. Yeah, I uh, the thing I noticed pretty quickly at at the high school Colorado conference, and it's something I noticed because I I had forgotten it over the last four years, just having not. Um, been as much around um, young people. I was in college ministry for a long time, but then over the last four was really just with um, adults and more peer level, but very quickly remembering just how much uh, energy college students have to to pour out, you know, and just they're getting up early and, and like Margaret mentioned, having breakfast or devotional, like really 6.37 in the morning is that when that day starts for them. And then they're going until 1130 and midnight. And I mean, like really going and, um, you know, running activities, doing skits or, you know, kind of programming before an at large group and different things. And then they're just back up for it again the next day. And as a, you know, a 41 year old who like, I'm not, I'm fairly active myself, but it's really a thing of beauty to see that. And just their excitement for serving the Lord in that capacity. It's, it's so fun and energizing. And then you get, you, you feed off of it. I mean, I was, I never would have thought uh, that I'd be at the end of the summer saying I was up till midnight more this summer than I have been in a long time. I mean, I ate a Waffle House meal at 1.30 this summer. I have not done that since college and I don't regret it for a minute. It was so fun. And uh, it was like, it was just a tremendous unexpected blessing of, of being around this summer. That's part of the spiritual formation program we're talking about. Yeah, yeah truly, truly. Yeah, the Absolutely. spirit used that in ways that we're still seeing. <laughs> The yeah, 130 Waffle House Devo. That's what it is. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I know. Echo all that. Uh, maybe also kind of nuance it a little bit and say, you know, also kind of slightly depressing because it's like, wow, I wish I had the energy that I used to have. But I'm just getting older every year. And these uh, interns are reminding me of that. Um, but yeah, it is. It's unreal just how 
how full their day is, how physically exhausting their day is, mentally, spiritually, all of it. And then just to see all of them with smiles on their faces and good attitudes. And even, I mean, saying that, you know, behind the scenes, um, to, to know, even in the midst of the struggles, um, there's, it's not like they're superhumans. Um, they all are sinners that struggle, but, um, there's just so much positivity there that we can speak to. So yeah, an amazing group that we can spend an entire podcast talking about, but we, uh, love those guys. And just uh, again, say we could not pull off a summer without all of them. Uh, so if they're listening, thank you for your sacrifice this summer. Um, and look in this kind of conversation, this might could serve as a segue. We kind of dipped into some of the behind the scenes uh, a little bit. Um, do any of y'all have some behind the scene things that y'all would like to share? Uh, you know, th- those that, I mean, I can think, you know, I came to RYM conferences as a youth worker plenty of times and I brought groups and, you know, it's a totally different perspective. And sometimes for us, some of the kind of everyday, the day-to-day things, we just don't think about um, the uniqueness of what's going on behind the scenes. So anything you all can can think about, uh, Brent, go for it. Yeah, I would just say uh, you you take for granted mass food preparation that the facilities do. Um, you take that for granted until the moment or very much at the moment when you are trying to do the food preparation for 800, 900 people. I'm thinking of Colorado where we did a cookout and are marinating and cooking hamburgers and hot dogs for that many people. And I mean, it's, it's just seven hours in front of a grill. And it's really fun and really smoky and you're absolutely disgusting by the end of it, but uh, worth it. But shout out to mass food prep people. Uh, what you do matters. Yeah, that is, yeah, so, so true. And I guess it hurts a little bit. Nobody picked our meal, right, Brent, as a favorite. Um, so we'll just move on uh, right past that. We'll drop it. In hey, chat. Along, along those lines, though, of food prep, shout out to Laguna for the day the water went out and they spent all night boiling water in order to prepare food for us the next day, yeah. which is That's pretty amazing. awesome. You know, yeah. yeah. for, I, that was our biggest camp too. What, like 1300 people, man. Yeah. And then that's been mentioned on the podcast already, but for those who don't know, um, there was a construction worker that, I mean, short story, that hit the uh, water main that goes to the campus. And so we were without water uh, for a little while and you've got, you know, 1300 plus people needing to shower, use the bathroom, eat all that kind of stuff. But yeah, props to Laguna for that. Um, Amazing. Other kind of behind the scenes stuff that y'all can think of. Margaret's kind of thinking. I mean, she Margaret can go any with, number. I, know. That's what I, was I don't even know I, what to I, say. I don't want to put you put you on the spot, but it's like, man, you're dealing with behind the scenes. I'll, I'll jump in. I mean, the, once one of the things that's that's funny for me is having been a youth leader at RYM, and then I came on staff in 2018, and I was like, oh yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I didn't think about. But I'll even say, over the last four years, I've just learned so much. There were things that were happening at conferences four years ago when I came on staff that I just took for granted. Oh, somebody's handling that. But now that I've gotten more involved and in doing more, I'm starting to realize like somebody has to think about every little thing that happens at conferences uh, down to the announcements, down to the, where do the book tables go? Who's got the ca- the cash square app for it? Like all so many little things that have to be thought about. And it's, um, and that's what a lot of the behind the scenes prep ends up being for us throughout the year is figuring out those little things going into conference season. 
Yeah. It's a lot of little details for sure. Um, I know we're, we're getting close to wrapping up. Margaret, did you want to jump in on any of that? Because I, I, it's probably just too much for Margaret. To, <laughs> yeah, there's to, just to so say. many things. There's so many yeah. spreadsheets. One thing I wrote down was just like thinking about mail and timing and making sure the booklets get there on time. And then mm -hmm. what, like all of the what ifs. Um, but yeah, you could probably spend a whole podcast on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, yeah. There, well, I think a behind the scenes, I think my mind always goes to the, the the category is hospitality it's it's you know our heart is for leaders to come and have an awesome experience and and you know any youth leader that's listening to this who has come to our conferences every year we try to make deliberate adjustments based on things you shine a light on for us to say hey this is an idea that might help especially for new leaders so like the little things that come to my mind are just as I'm reading through reviews and having conversations with leaders, it's like, you know, it's, oh yeah. Just like Joe was saying, we got to get somebody on that to make sure that little piece of the puzzle gets taken care of. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so that as few people as possible show up at any of our conferences and have a head scratching moment. Like, am I the only one who doesn't know uh, this, that, or the other. So just the, the labor it takes um, the, the team it takes to, to make sure we're looking at all those details and, and, and just to share in that moment, cause that's not a unique comment, but you know, our heartbeat, it really is to, to see those as hospitality issues and to really care for leaders and groups. Um, and, uh, and none of us really can fathom the amount of details that Margaret handles from probably April through mid August, if not still right now, um, wrestling with stuff. So. I can understand why she would have a hard time finding words, but there's a, <laughs> there's a lot that goes on. And uh, we just love, I think wrapped up in that was an attempt to say, we really do appreciate um, <clears throat> the leaders who, who are kind of on mission with us, obviously uh, thinking about ways to care for students and their students and other students who, who, uh, who let us know about things or give some input or have an idea and share. What about this? And sometimes those ideas turn into things that, become really important to making the mission happen. So, yeah, no, a lot of good stuff there. And I mean, just zooming on the hospitality that you're talking about and, and highlighting one thing, cause Brent's not going to say it, but uh, Brent providing good coffee for youth workers. I know couldn't do it at every single conference, but um, that goes a long way uh, for, for a lot of youth workers. And I can speak as a youth worker who's been to a conference where the coffee wasn't great. And um, that week is, is really tough for sure. Um, so look, I know we've got like five more minutes. Oh, good. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah. I was going to say one more thing just to um, boast on boasting the youth leaders for a second. I, I One of the things I love about RYM conferences is that it's very, um, it's centered around the church and around each youth group. And so one of the ways we function is, is we're talking about behind the scenes stuff is that the youth leaders actually function kind of as our camp counselors in a sense. And they are each assigned a group of students and those students happen to be their own youth group, you know? And so we, in, in so many ways with all the different things we do behind the scenes, we say this at every conference, we couldn't do it without the youth leaders because they're actually the ones feet on the ground, loving and caring for the students and counseling them and leading them. And I think that that's one of the sweetest behind the scenes things for me is that the youth leaders actually come in and get to be a part of it that way. Mm hmm. No, that's, that's well said. And that's really, you know, we've got just a few minutes left where, where I kind of wanted to end us is encouragement. Um, as we think over the summer, some of the biggest encouragements from, from the summer. Um, yeah, 100%. We, 
you know, at RYM, we say our, our heartbeat is for the local church, and we want to, to shine a light specifically on the youth workers that are showing up at these conferences, knowing that just year-round they're, they're doing this. And, um, yeah, I just want to love on them and encourage them as they're there. But um, I'd love for you all to think of just, you know, we don't have a ton of time to just elaborate on all the, the encouragements, but, I mean, over a whole summer, I know it's going to be hard to, to narrow down. But just some of the kind of high points that you think of when you when you think over summer, what what an encouragement um, that you experienced over the summer. Whoever wants to jump in, I I will. I mean, as a it was my first time to be around conferences, um, and uh, the staff, I mean, y'all were a tremendous encouragement, especially as I saw the conferences unfold over the course of the summer. I just realized time and time and time again that, oh, they've got this. I mean, y'all planned well for it. You executed well, and the interns were obviously a big part of that, as well as the facility and the youth leaders, just kind of all these um, separate parties that come together to make a conference work in different capacities as, as we work with each other. But it was I mean, the whole thing was encouraging. I just got to the end of the summer and people were asking me, obviously they knew that I had just started this job and came through this summer conference gauntlet and everybody wanted to know or asked me how it was. And I just, I had nothing but joy. I mean, it was really a great summer. There were particular you know, instances that were triage problems and all that, but I mean, on the whole, it was, it was just wonderful. So y'all did a great job. I'm not trying to just flatter you, but it really was the collective efforts in all those different, um, parties was awesome. Brent, there's no rush. I mean, you can keep going if you want to talk. Okay. Well, so <laughs> do we want to do criticisms too, or just stay on the, no, okay. that's all right. We're, we're out of time. Um, <laughs> not to put you on the spot, but Margaret, were you about to say something? Yeah, I was just going to say, I think it was after, um, it was the first day of middle school, Florida. It had, it was, I mean, second registration of the year. First one at Laguna, there were a few hiccups. Um, Overall, everyone was fine, but I was sitting in the back of the second large group because we had two this year, and I think Joe was playing All Things New, and everyone was singing, and, like, I just heard, like, I can't remember how many were in the large group room, like, 450 middle schoolers just singing at the top of their lungs All Things New, and I was, it was just a really sweet moment to be like, this is what we do this for. Um, All of them are here. They're all safe, I hope. Um, they've all been fed and now they're worshiping God. And that was, that was a really sweet moment um, and helped me through the next few registration days. Um, just think back on that and be encouraged. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah, good, good perspective for what we're yeah seeking to do by God's grace. Yeah. Joe, Michael. Yeah, I, I can, I can, I dare say briefly, but on a selfish note, the summers are my favorite time of the year because I got to see y'all a lot. Uh, and be around, um, be around the staffs and work remotely during the year. So that's always just a, I leave the summer really reinvigorated and, and, uh, and what we're trying to do and who y'all are and, and all that good stuff. Uh, so I really appreciate and I'm very thankful for that. It's super encouraging for me individually. Um, and then just ministry wise, uh, you know, two things always happens during the conferences, you know, it's little moments like seeing worship happening and, you know, and, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a crier during, during worship, usually, uh, almost, almost every worship set, there's one song that just gets me. Um, and, uh, you know, so I, I just, I'm very thankful to be in that moment. Cause what gets me is not just the song in and of itself, but look, I, we're in the back of the room. We're looking out over the crowd, 
Uh, and it's so many people knowing in that room are kids who, you know, aren't Christians and, and really aren't even that interested, but they got invited or they're there or whatever through the other end of the spectrum, kids who are just hungry to know the love of Jesus and what it might look like for them to walk with him more closely. And that entire room is just, it's just swirling with the spirit's work. There's so much going on in there. And the, the, you know, our heartbeat is to put the word of God, you know, robustly uh, in front of students, um, hoping that the preachers that God brings will connect with them really well. And just knowing uh, where I'm seeing that I'm praying it and then hearing during the week, conversations that are happening and, and God stirring and things are happening and then reading about them through evaluations and hearing, you know, everything from conversions to, you know, kids coming out of apathy to, you know, kids heading off to college, super, uh, super, uh, I, I guess, solidified and encouraged in their faith, whatever it may be. Um, it's just, it's so encouraging to know that, yeah, not every student or even leader for that matter is being kind of God's working on him the exact same way, but, but it is without a doubt, God's grace continues to work through conference ministry and continues to work through RYM through the power of his word and prayer and worship uh, and community uh, and just having fun with kids. And I just, I love watching it, you know, um, and seeing it and knowing it's happening and then hearing that it's happening um, and numerous accounts, like I've said, I've heard. So you see that kind of generally, but also specifically. And, and uh, I don't know, I, I also love during the conference season, um, it's that time, not only do I get to see y'all, um, but that's the most intense time we have with the people we're serving to a certain degree. You know, we're, we're, we're ministering year round. And so much of what we do is, is kind of, a uh, is stuff like the podcasts and curriculum and books and, and we do some leader stuff, but like lots of, lots of leader phone calls and leader zooms and stuff. And, but like sitting down with leaders and just hearing their hearts and hearing the struggles and praying with them and, and having conversations with students, um, I always come away encouraged, even though a lot of those conversations are hard. Um, some tough stuff going on in churches and people's lives and families uh, or, or parent leaders' lives or whatever it is. Um, it's to me, it's a real encouragement that uh, that God's at work, that 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 RYM is meeting a need, um, not just uh, a felt need, but a real need. Um, and so I come away from the summer season really bolstered for you know, what we're trying to do and really in reinvigorated, especially this year, um, uh, not thinking about ways we can do even more to be more effective and efficient in serving leaders and serving church youth ministries. So it's, I'll stop there. I think that you kind of maybe heard the heart, what I'm going for there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So much more to, to be said for sure. Joe. Um, I, I said this to the interns a few times this summer. There is a Drew Holcomb song uh, called, it's a Christmas song, Everything's Changed at Christmas But You. And he has a line in there, says, uh, family holding hands to pray, life's not like this every day. And I quoted that line to the interns because I, I feel that when I'm at RYM, that life is not like this every day. And I think there's a sweetness to getting out of our normal rhythms of life and getting into rhythms of new creation. And especially in a summer when our theme was all things new, to feel that rhythm every day uh, and to have our eyes set on new creation every day um, was just a reminder of the sweetness that life is not like this every day, but it's something uh, that we can that we can look forward to and that we can enjoy with each other. Uh, and that even when we leave, we can look back to because um, there, there's a sweetness in scripture of looking backwards and forwards at the same time. And so uh, I was super encouraged by that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just say echo to everything everybody just said. Um, yeah, it's it's awesome. And I mean, it is just a true uh, honor and joy to be able to serve alongside each of you uh, for the kingdom. Uh, Brent, Margaret, Joe, Michael, thank you all for, for taking the time to come on today and reflect a little bit. I know we can keep talking, but we've got to shut it down. So appreciate you guys. Come and buy without money. Without pay